It was ribbon cutting day at Solar Therapeutics in Somerset, Massachusetts. CEO Ed Dow with the honors, surrounded by smiles from town officials. It was a day to celebrate and tour the Bay State's first solar powered cannabis dispensary and grow farm. Their CEO, Ed Dow, goes in the weeds with Jimmy Young next. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi everyone, welcome to another very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, actually on location again, on the road at Solar Therapeutics, a dispensary in Somerset, Massachusetts. And joining me is the CEO of Solar Therapeutics, his name is Ed Dow, just like the chemical company. How many times have you heard that in your life? I heard it. 20 minutes ago. All right, fair yeah. enough. I'm not an original guy. Or Dow Jones. Or Dow Jones. Or Dow Jones. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you, you've been an engineer for a long time. And yep. you were in the metal goods industry, you said. How yep. does no. anything like the metal goods and working in Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, yeah, Woods Ocean how does Ocean that Ocean. prepare you for running a cannabis business, Ed? Uh, so it's it's ironic that a lot of the same uh, mechanical equipment we used over in that space actually transitioned right over to the marijuana space. Mm -hmm. It's big industrial HVAC. That's what we do here. I did it on a different scale, obviously. This is a, a pretty large scale here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, but I think it's it's just a function of you start with a design, you think it's gonna work originally. A lot of people stick with one design and they get they really marry that design, even if that design doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But from the engineering space, you have a design. If it doesn't work, you either modify it or you throw it away and you move forward. And we've really done that and taken it to sort of the apex at this place, as far as I'm concerned. Um, we've really learned from past mistakes and uh, really kind of dialed this whole facility in. So we're really excited about that. Correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> September you opened? That sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, for recreational sales, yes. yes. And then today was the grand opening for the cultivation site. Gotcha. And we saw a few of the little a little lovelies in the uh, growing yeah, area, yep. which was kind of nice. I, I yep. see a big smile on Brendan's face. Yeah. And how did you get to him as your grower? We interviewed a lot of growers, um, a lot of people out of classical botany. Um, and then finally, I said, we need to find somebody who's been doing this professionally out in uh, a, a, country, a, a, um, a state that's been growing for a long time. California is where we went to. We found him through mutual friends, and uh, he was actually one of my first interviews. And I interviewed him, and I said, man, that guy was great, but uh, 
it was the first or second interview. We said we should really see a lot more people. Yeah. And then six months later, we said, hey, that guy, Brendan, he was, he was a great guy. I think he could do this. We brought him back because sometimes opinions can change over six months and you, you can conflate things. Mm -hmm. Brought him back and he was just the same Brendan uh, that we met the first time. Uh, and we said, you know what, we're going to give it a shot. He doesn't come from the classical um, sort of... Uh, Regulatory background? Yeah, He comes from that he, triangle he from that in actual California? actual triangle in California, <laughs> growing actually hundreds and hundreds of pounds uh, years over years for nine years straight. Right. And uh, I said, we can bring in the production manager behind him, but I just want somebody to have incredibly happy, healthy plants, yeah. and that's, that's what he does. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And, he, yeah. I, and um, I find him a very unique individual. Not only does he know his stuff about the plant, mm -hmm and also gave me a lesson on what's the difference between a female and a male plant, mm -hmm. okay? But uh, also the fact that he's, he's passionate about it, but he told me, and this is fascinating to mm -hmm. me, he won't, he won't sample the goods because he's allergic to THC. He's That's the most incredible thing I've heard. Yeah, me and him both are in a similar boat there. I used to love it, and now it's just it's not my thing. Away. But, yep, yep. Good for yep, you. Yep, Good for you. Yep. Um, how did you, why did you adopt and embrace the solar side of things when it comes to not only uh, the actual growing of the facility, but now you're branded as solar therapeutics yeah. too. So yeah. what, how important was that for you? It's our core mission. That's really what it is. Um, so we want to produce responsibly and sustainably cannabis at scale. There's a huge wrinkle in the wholesale market right now in Massachusetts. We're calling around to every different vendor to stock our shelves, and you can bet we're not the only one doing that. That's everyone in Mass. Um, everyone's supplying for themselves, which is great, but they can't help an industry that there's going to be a lot of people like you that hop into the space that say, I just want a retail operation. I don't want to grow it. I don't want to have a huge energy consumption bill behind me. I don't want to put in millions of dollars into a cultivation site. And uh, our wholesale operation will fit that, that need in Massachusetts. And then I felt really strongly that we could do better than the state required 36 watts per square foot, which means we not only met that, we way exceeded our energy efficiencies uh, needed. And really that's to differentiate ourselves at this point. I think the consumer, I think it'll resonate with the consumer. They want to see somebody being responsible, not just because you can buy the energy off the grid, doing it and producing a ton of CO2 emissions, which we don't talk about. This industry is a monster energy hog. So uh, it says second to the data storage. They're on trend to be second to only data storage. Yeah, That's it, that means we're gonna use a ton of power. And just this facility alone, if we could all do this, I'm very comfortable saying we're offsetting 50% of our carbon emissions. Truthfully, we hope it's more like 75%, mm -hmm. but time will tell once yep. we can start monitoring. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. And, and it really became a kind of, I told you back to the engineering thing, you start with one idea, it kind of pivots, it changes. That happened here at Solar. It wasn't our original name. We said, oh, this building has a ton of solar. Let's go after that building. Not only the solar on the roof, but the solar out in the rear of the property. And then we said, oh, solar is fantastic, but you can't run around the clock with solar. If this operation is going to run like an industrial uh, facility, as it's designed to do, you need to also have constant power. That's where the microgrid, the cogen units come in out front. And then when you blend those two together, you get a really clean and efficient blended average, and you're producing power at half the cost versus the electrical grid. It's a it's really a no-brainer. The only real uh, friction 
is coming up with the capital to buy these assets up front. That's painful, it's a heavy lift, but uh, it'll pay itself back in a couple of years. And, and again, I think it'll really resonate, time will tell, with the consumers, and it, it'll definitely resonate with the investors. And all personal investors, all private? So all private funding. We bootstrapped tens, of millions and millions of dollars. You said tens, yeah. I heard that. Well, it's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. We, yeah. we, we bootstrapped this all on, on private investors. That's fantastic. Yep. And when you're out raising money, mm -hmm. it's always challenging. I don't care what your yep. business plan is. Yep. I'm guessing in the cannabis space, it was as challenging as anything you've ever tried, if you've ever done fundraising before. But did the fact that you wanted to do it solar help with that investment? Absolutely. It absolutely did. Did it seal the deal with most of these people? Uh, with one of our, our, our biggest investors, yes, it did, for sure. That's great. So this is truly a socially responsible capitalist venture. 100%. And more importantly, it's solar powered. Yep. It's good for the environment. Yep. And, and that's, I even said in the first time I walked through this facility, I'm like, you know, I kind of think the industry should embrace this model. I think it's going to be the new standard. I really do. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it too early on, as we talked about, yeah. and, and now I'm comfortable sharing it with everyone because yeah. it took us a long time to get to this point. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's we're setting a new bar. I really do. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do you see a day where the regulations will be set up to incentivize people to set up solar facilities, similar to what they do with the consumers in the state? I do. The wrinkles, federal incentives, obviously, mm -hmm. um, which. I don't want it to go federally legal right now. We want to build stronger first. Right. Um, but if it went federally legal tomorrow, obviously that would open up a whole realm of uh, incentives that right. were otherwise off the table. Gotcha. Oh, yep. Sure, that's yep. right. Because you get, yep. you know, and that, yep. that's what we're looking for. Yep. Um, so walk me through the facility a little bit. Take me through the facility. I believe I, I heard, is it 50,000 square foot of growth? It's about, uh, the facility is about 70,000 square 70, feet. 70,000. Sorry, I was underestimating. Yeah, yeah it's about 70,000 square feet. Um, we could easily have 100,000 square feet of canopy right now. We don't right now. Okay. Right now, I, I think we're a little under 40,000 square feet. Um, and the market will dictate what we go to. You, you saw the, the facility out there. We can basically bolt on another grow room without any major redesign. And that's a function of how much can the Massachusetts market sustain and how much do you distribute to to investors yearly. And I think what's going to happen is everyone's going to say is build another grow room, build right. another grow room. Right. Well, again, especially if the product yeah. and if something happens at the federal level, let's mm -hmm. just say something because yep. I do not want to talk about federal yep. government. Yep. Okay. Um, perhaps this will be a model for future growth, future businesses I hope in other so. states. I yeah. mean, that's kind of what you're hoping for, right? Yeah, I think Mass is already setting the bar pretty high at 36 watts per square foot, and that's a great start. We chose electively to take it to a next level, yeah. uh, again, to differentiate ourselves from a lot of people in this space. Yeah. Um, but I think even if they adopt Massachusetts standards with the 36 watts per square foot, I think that's a big step in the right direction. Um, I think that'd be great. The only thing I don't like about Massachusetts is the three dispensary limit. That, I think that makes it actually tougher for us. It makes us tougher to help other, uh, particularly the economically empowered uh, candidates, mm -hmm. which it's tough to get them funding. It'd be a lot easier if we had access to give them funding and some sort of means to, to partner with them in a meaningful way. We can't. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is the commission even talked about doing a state bank. 
and they, they kicked that idea around a little bit, but they, they put it on the back burner. If they allowed experienced operators to work with these groups at some sort of meaningful level, I think that could solve a lot of these issues. And we know what Cambridge went through recently yeah. with our friends yep. at Rev Clinics yep. too. And again, I 100% I agree yep. with you yep. that let the people who have been in the business help, help those who want to get into the yep. business, whether yep. it's a hourly certificate yep. program or something. Um, what are your plans for educational um, uh, events you might sponsor or, or stuff like that? What, what's the community outreach plan? So, so we have a lot of community outreach plans um, kind of all over the state we work through. My personal initiatives are I want to see a science program out of this facility. I think we're kind of, you can see we're fostering a, a sort of campus. Yep. We're 20 acres in a great location. Uh, we have plenty of room for, you see the cubicles. I'd like to have a science portion, uh, maybe interns, whatnot. And I'd like to have an, personally uh, important to me is having an engineering portion. I think there's a lot of room for both in this space right now. A GROW Institute would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, it's a think tank issue. Right? Yeah, and by yeah. the way, talking yeah. to people in the, mm -hmm. I, I am so fascinated with the scientists. Yeah. I am so fascinated with the fact that you can grow something wild, mm -hmm. like a weed, okay? And once you know what you're doing, you can dictate the strain yeah. of what that plant is going to be, whether it's going to be have higher THC content or higher CBD mm -hmm. and CBN content. Yeah. Um, it's a whole new world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and then even aside from the, our goal is to have consistent plants flower all the time. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have the consistent plants, what can you do thereafter? You can extract it and then modify those profiles thereafter. So you can also do it that way. Uh, our goal is to do it at the plant level. Uh, and, and then I, th I think that's, that's a big differentiator as well. Yeah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, solar anabis is kind of a brand you guys have been throwing around. Is this something you're, you believe you can could actually make it catch on and the entire cannabis industry might get behind it? Solar cannabis? Yeah, solar yeah. anabis. Solar, solar anabis. All right, solar I got anabis. it, I got it. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I read the notes. What yeah, did I yeah. We'll give Derek Gould credit for that. Yeah. Not, not, not. So That's I, new to me, but I think... Well, good, I can get reaction then. I'm legit trying to make solar synonymous with cannabis. I think solar is a great, it's a great word. Mm -hmm. And it's only ever attributed to solar panels mm -hmm. uh, nowadays. And I don't think it has to be. I think we can say solar, cannabis, same sentence. That'd be, that's branding. If we could ever hit that level, you know, we're, we're psyched. But... When is your facility going to be 100% growing and operational? Do you have a you have your target date? I'm guessing we it's do. not a 30, 60, 90 plan. Yeah, we do. Um, if we wanted to, we could build out the rest of that in six months, if we wanted to. Yep. Um, the market's really going to dictate that. Mm -hmm. We don't have to change any infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Everything's there. It's stubbed out. We know what every grow room costs. It's the same line item cost. Mm -hmm. We could bolt on essentially 11 more grow rooms in under six months wow. if we wanted to. Wow. Yeah. Taking a look back at the first year of adult use recreational mm -hmm. uh, cannabis sales in Massachusetts, they came up with the figure of 420 million, coincidentally, <laughs> in one year. Yeah. Comparatively to what Illinois went through over the first month of them going, uh, adult use recreational. I mean, Illinois went off the charts. Yeah. Where do you see the market? How big is the market actually in Massachusetts? Do you think? And and are we? The fact that the the um, that the commission has come on board and has really done a great job of what I 
on record as saying of retarding the growth and the birth of this industry, controlling it. The governor wanted crawling before walking. He got it. And now he's got a whole bunch of people pissed off at him. But that's another story. Point being, again, back to the market size. How big is the market in Massachusetts? And of course, you can't legally sell it outside of the borders, correct? We can't legally sell it outside the borders. Uh, the speculative market, I'm not sure what to put a number on it right now. I think that's also tied to our wholesale prices. And we don't know how they're going to be impacted over the next year. Mm -hmm. So uh, we could talk about it in terms of pounds yep. or hundreds of thousands of pounds. Uh, we think we could fill a quarter of that quota, maybe. Um, that's just because legal limits, that's what yep. it restricts us to. Um, but, but, but I don't want to put a number on, that's okay. on it. And yep. so once you get to that limit mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. the state has put on you, your future, you hope, I'm guessing, is to replicate this in other states. Yep. Uh, anyone in particular you're actually looking at now already? There's two already. I'd say one that we, we've definitely started inroads on is, is uh, the Empire State we're working down in. Yeah. And uh, one of our, our partners is up here right now. And we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But we've got a great space. We've had some great inroads, and now it's up to the government to um, work on their side of the, of the, uh, of the uh, application process. Right. Well, that, well let's talk again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about the government. Yeah. Let's leave them. They get their hands full <laughs> these days, don't they? My God, what yeah. are they doing down there? Well, and then in Rhode Island, which we thought we were going to have a, a part in, now they want to run it themselves. Yeah, I so, saw yeah. state-run dispensaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which probably shouldn't surprise you about certain states because those in government tend to think they know everything about everything. I'm just throwing that out as an opinion. My own opinion <laughs> yeah. does not reflect <laughs> <No>. <laughs> solar therapeutics. No. I don't even need a comment from you on Thank that. You. How's that? Is that appreciate it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the next question is, mm -hmm. is, is kind of simple. What's next? What, what's your real goal and dream and vision for solar therapeutics in five 10 years? Right now, we're, we're swinging for the fences as far as marketing. If our brand name sticks, I think I hope it will, I think it will, then, uh, well, then we can fund future growth, we can work in other states, we can have fun with it, and really build a company that's going to stay a long time. As it is, I've built a facility that would be a, a flagship in any company's portfolio, and that I'm really proud of. So it, it really kind of takes the pressure off. We have our chance to swing for the fences, if people don't catch on to the name, if people don't catch on to the brand, hey, we know we've built a really solid establishment that's going to produce cannabis at scale, cheaply and responsibly. So uh, we're happy with that. Granted. And I'm yeah. happy and happy to actually get to know you and, and to know some of your team. Everybody walks around with smiles on their faces. Yeah. So that's very important. It's important, know. yeah. Um, so for Ed Dow and Solar Therapeutics here in Somerset, Massachusetts, I'm your, the host of In the Weeds. Jimmy Young. And remember, folks, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Jimmy, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was great. We are Pro Cannabis Media.